at the beginning, I'm like, I used to say, I'm not running my brand based on what they want. Like, meaning like, I'm not going to let my clients run my business. Yes. But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> your clients run your business. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hi, Toki. Hi, Luz. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm ready for a new podcast. Welcome to Staples or Potatoes. Two best friends face life and business with spiritual blessings. Today, we have like a more of a business topic. Episode seven. No, episode eight. No, this is episode seven. Really? Yeah. No, eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I'm telling you. It's yes. episode eight. Wow. It's eight episodes. Feels like, like a lifetime. In the podcast world. <laughs> Who knew that a week ago when we started the podcast, <laughs> a week later. No, it's we, been two weeks. Two weeks. We would have, um, it's a week and a half because we started on Thursday. Uh, we would have already eight episodes. I, I, I would have not believed you because... For, oh, you don't know us well for enough. For anybody that listened to episode one, you know this was on the on the spot idea that Luz just pressed record on one of our conversations. And... You would think we had no time to do this, but yes. somehow we squeezed but it. I really want one day, maybe not in this place, but to people to have a camera, so people to see that mess that we're around with, because we're recording this in the workstation where we make the jewelry, and Luz is here helping me today to pack yeah. some jewelry, and so... It's not like we have nothing to do. We have actually a lot to do. Yes, we've been busy. So on episode seven, I had this idea. Can we talk about the phrase, get a job? Because it brings multiple layers. Like we can talk about this in different ways. About the idea that what do people think? What do you think we're doing all day long? <laughs> that makes you think I need a job. <laughs> like I don't have another job. So talk about like the idea of what's what it's like to have your own business that makes people say, I could get a job or I need to get a job. Because as entrepreneurs, we we believe that what we're doing is not a job. Maybe because we love it so much that it doesn't exactly. like a job. Yes. But then I was thinking about this idea. The phrase, for example, um, I need to get a job. In, in um, also almost connotes the idea that a job is a bad thing. Like, okay. Like you're supposed to... Like you're settling? No, no. Like it's like a burden. Like if you're not suffering, it, it's not a job. Gotcha. If okay. you're not like not... Um, if you're loving it like passionately with like true love for okay. that activity... Mm -hmm. It's not a job. It's not a job. Gotcha. Right? Which yeah. I just said... The, I said we don't feel like we're working because we're yes. doing what we love. Yeah. And what if what if everybody reprogrammed their brain to think that a job is a good thing? Like why do we always feel what do we feel like if we're not like mm, sacrificing our time for it then it's not a job. What is what is it about our programming when we were children that made the word job sound like, like, not a vacation. What What is it that the word job brings a different emotion than the word uh, passion or enjoyable? I think it's because definitely when we were a little kid, I never heard my parents mention the word passion. 
but I heard my parents mention the word job a lot. And uh, for example, like my mom would say like, oh, your dad just doesn't work. I mean, my dad worked uh, a morning job and every two nights at night he was uh, um, at the ER as a doctor. So he actually had two jobs. But I remember my mom, this is the, my first memory of the word job, of my mom saying like, when my dad was at home not working, he, he was just not being uh, useful for the family. He was not supporting us. He was just there reading the newspaper. Uh, so that was my first memory of attaching job to some sort of like shame. My first memory of the word job is my dad saying, in Spanish, um, my dad saying, if you want to have a good life, you have to work a lot. Yes. Or you have to have a good job. So it does come from like you have to sacrifice something to get something good. And yeah. that something was a job. Okay. But we enjoy our our work, you and me, so much mm -hmm. that we're so passionate about it that we can work on it seven yeah. days a week, 18 hours a day with no trouble. Absolutely. But the thing is, is, is that... I think external eyes see us that we're sacrificing a lot of things with the schedule we keep. Now, my question for you is, do you feel that the schedule you keep by being so passionate about your job, are you sacrificing something? Uh, sometimes it depends on the, the season, like around the holiday time. Yes, I feel like I'm sacrificing time with my family. Okay. But it's such a short amount of time <laughs> that they understand. <laughs> that I'm totally me. cool with it. They and like my friends know that my schedule is wacky. Like weekends are off around the holidays because of my markets and shows that I do. But you don't feel you're sacrificing anything. Not after that. That's it. Like, okay. But that's actually, if you really think about it, people that have nine to five jobs that work for somebody else okay. also have this same feeling that they're sacrificing something. Yes. I know so many friends that feel like they're sacrificing their time with their children because they are at this job all the time. Because at the end of the day, you're not in a nine to five job. You're really in a nine to eight, nine to seven job. Yeah. Sometimes you have to stay late. So it's like, it's, it's what I do is enjoyable. I love doing it. And I there's a guilt that comes with it. Yeah. Because you feel like everybody's, free after a certain time mm -hmm. and people are like oh i'm so sorry that you have to work i'm like i'm actually really in loving that i have this to and they don't like, understand it's so puzzling to them i cannot wait tonight to go home and yeah. start working on the catalog yeah pagination right yeah like or whatever project it is i'm really excited about working on my okay brain. so the word job doesn't come across very often for me unless it's coming as a negative thing okay like You could always get a job. You know, that sounds... But do you think it's because you don't call your brand a job and so all the time you don't say things like, I love my job. Yeah, maybe exactly. You, maybe it's you, not my job Maybe because... you could even like desensitize that word by yeah. using the job, the word job more with the positiveness that you bring to the brand so that when somebody else brings up the word, why don't you get a, re a real job? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have a different emotional uh, attachment to the word job. Yes. And when last time somebody said something like that to me, it made me rethink the whole thing. I'm like, wait. And I, after some time thinking about what that sentence, why don't you get a job? Like after I thought about that, mm -hmm. it made me think like I woke up super clear that next morning and I said, I already have a job mm -hmm. and it's my dream job. Yes. 
So you're so totally I, right in like assigning, a, reprogramming that word for myself. Yes. To be like, I have the dream job. I have my dream office mm -hmm. with the dream window view. Like, yes. I couldn't have a better job. Yes. We just don't call it we job. We just don't call it job. Absolutely. That's all. Yeah. It's, I think that's for people that run their own businesses. Do you think that after if you start calling it a job, even though it's the best job, after a while you will dread it just because you're calling it a job? Oh, no, I don't think so. There's no way you can dread something that you love so much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, just checking. Yeah. I mean, there are times that you burn out, but yeah. that's where you take time off. Yeah. But also when we were thinking about what to talk for this episode, one of my ideas was to talk about the fact that before I started the brand, my brand, I was a photographer. I was a full-time photographer. And I also was so passionate about photography that I also didn't think it was a job. Uh, I think it was art. And I, I felt my job was to be an artist. And having a brand and something that is so visual, it also feels like an artistic expression of myself, which it is, which absolutely is. Um, and it's interesting that now that I do, I, I dedicate myself more to the brand, but I still do photography jobs. Uh, see, I just use the word jobs. For me, those are jobs. Yeah, you see, uh, because, outside, though, because, because it's coming from the outside. Exactly, it's coming from the outside, and in theory, on those, I have a boss. I have a client that is telling me what they want, when they want it, and I have to execute their wish. But we don't see ourselves as our own boss when we're telling ourselves what we want, when we want it, and how we want it done. But we're doing that all the time. We're just telling that ourselves, but we just don't don't create that separation of of boss and, and worker, but yeah, we're both. I think that's it. Actually, that's another good point. Like, what makes a job a job? Well, you have a boss. We don't have a boss. We're our own boss. Sometimes I think my customers are my bosses. Yes. Oh, they can really get bossy, for sure. Yeah. I it's almost like, yeah, in this case, our customers are our boss because they're telling us what they want, when they want it, and if they don't like it, they'll express their satisfaction. They'll call you out. But also sometimes we have great bosses because we have some great customers yes. that with great feedback that is also like, oh, that doesn't feel like a job. It just feels so awesome to make somebody happy. Yeah, I feel like um, there's another thing. Like uh, when you quit, when I quit my job, my last job, um, the owner of that company, I think I told told this story before, but the owner of the company told me, you're never going to work as hard as you will work on this new brand that you're building. Um, if you think you're going to work less, you are crazy. And I knew I was going to work more because my whole point was to stop working from eight to six at this other job and then go to work at my house from seven to 11 or midnight because that's what I was doing. I was working two jobs. Mm -hmm. you know? So my goal was to work from 7 a.m. to mm -hmm. 11 p.m. on my own thing instead okay. of giving my time to other place. Um, and, and he was totally right. You do work a lot more and it's so enjoyable. And when you don't have a boss anymore, you think, oh, I don't, I run my own thing. If you don't have a good structure, you're going to fail basically yes. the first year or <laughs> Definitely. two. If you don't have a good organization, if you don't have really good structure in how you're going to plan your day to... Not to only that, but I feel like the main ingredient is passion. Yeah. Like a lot of people want to start brands because it feels like the easy thing. It feels like the everybody's doing it. We're in the era of the entrepreneur. But they really... You'll never be able to work the amount of hours a brand needs unless you're 
100% passionate about it and you can put your soul behind it. I see a lot of other people starting brands that they work on it two hours a day or one hour a day or no hours a day. They just put something out there a while back and they think it's going to bring them something and then they're completely disappointed on why is this not working. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was like what I did, my transitioning point came noticing that, yes, I don't have a boss. I have a lot of bosses because Mm -hmm. my customers are really my new bosses. Mm -hmm. So if you can't handle being told by your customers, like how to do better or what you're doing good or how to take feedback or how to connect with your customers, Mm -hmm. then you're going to have a hard time running a business because a lot of, I feel like a lot of my success has been from connecting with my customers in a personal level. Like when I go to shows and events, Mm -hmm. I see the people at the events and I try to make like, it's like speed dating. Mm -hmm. Like I see it as like, I have two minutes to tell you about this brand and how this can be amazing for you. Mm-hmm. And I might captivate them, captivate them, or I might just like, might not be for them, mm-hmm. but then they'll come back and every year they keep coming back. So that yeah. is amazing. Yes. So if you're into something like that, building relationships with people and creating a connection with them, mm-hmm. then this is amazing. Yes. It's my favorite part of having my brand, yes. being out there. And that's why I feel like it's hard because, yeah, I travel a lot for work, for my job. But when I travel, it's because I'm making those connections with people. So it's finally time to like, okay, it's all this time in my office most of the year when I, when I travel every weekend in a row for three months. It's super burning. It's super tiring. And my brain is toasted by the end of the three months. But... I come back so excited because I made so many new friends, so many new connections that like, okay, my job here is done, you know? Yes. And for everybody listening, I wanted to clarify that in case you don't know, uh, Luz has a leather accessory brand and I have a apparel and jewelry brand. And the way we choose to run our brands is, is that we sell directly to the customer on our websites, but we also travel uh, around the country to do crafts fairs, uh, art shows, wholesale shows. So we have these opportunities, these great opportunities to come face to face with the people, some people that already buy our product or some people that have never heard about our product. But what I wanted to tell people listening is, is that all these opportunities that don't feel that if you're starting a business that now in the era of online retail, that online is your only choice, like mixing online with going to shows, with going to wholesale shows and being face to face with the people to get their feedback. It's just so priceless the knowledge that you're going to get about how people feel about your product mm-hmm. um about creating um customer interactions there's a, there's a bunch of customers that i have that i have made at shows and because they know me and they know the brand and i've seen them at shows they are loyal customers you can gain some customers at any uh, craft show that they will buy for you from years and yeah. years and if you add the total of amount they bought from you it's gigantic it's yeah. in the thousands of dollars because they're so they're, they know you so having these interactions face to face can be so exhilarating you come with a high of meeting all these people of talking to all these people and sometimes yes you might get a little negative review in there of like oh that yeah. didn't work for me but it's also priceless because you're not reading like what you read as an angry email it's actually somebody in person telling you oh this didn't work for me because of this and that and then you're like oh 
Thank you for telling me. That is super valuable information to know. Uh, instead of saying like, oh, that was an annoying customer. So we recommend to everybody that has a brand that if you, whatever it is product you're selling or, or concept you have, if there's a way for you to get yourself out there in the real world, talk to people and get that immediate feedback from people smelling it, touching it, seeing it, feeling it, whatever it is, it's, it's prices for you. And I personally don't feel like going to traces is a job or going to craft shows. For me, it's always fun. It's like I get to do a little trip while I get to earn some money. It's like I paid, somebody's paying me to go on a trip. So that doesn't feel like a job to me. That just feels like fun. Some of the products that have come out of my line are from feedback at shows. A lot of people ask me like, hey, do you make a a wallet with a money clip? Or, hey, do you make um, this type of uh, keychains? Or do you make a wallet that has a zipper? Like all of these comments, I have a notebook that mm-hmm. I would take all these notes and bring it back and accumulate it. And if I got a lot of requests for one item, mm-hmm. I had this rule. Like if five people ask me for one thing, mm-hmm. it's being made. Yeah. It has to be made. Um, and I also got a lot of fe- negative feedback, good feedback. Also, you you know what's the best part? It's also like you don't really think about it, but um, you can see what your pricing does to people's behaviors. Yes. Like you can see how they're choosing a product based, based on, on your pricing yeah yes so you can adjust your pricing for future products if you if you see something that was good or like you can see like oh they didn't they didn't hesitate for this price so i guess that was good like you feel good about it a hundred percent but just like we were telling people on the previous episode about sticking to a strategy for at least five months i also say like when it comes to pricing trying it in a bunch of different locations don't don't oh, yes. don't go only on one location and when people think this is so expensive and just lower your prices because you might go to another city where people don't even think about twice about the price. So again, it's something that you need to test. Yeah, I would. I don't. I've never changed my prices once they're set. They're set. Yes. Um, but I do consider that information, the behavior of them, looking at a product and how they're choosing the product based on a price, is important for future products. Yes. So yeah, you get and, a lot of information from that. And just going back to the topic of the of the episode, is is like in a way when they give you a suggestion, it's like your boss telling you mm-hmm. you should do this. It's a new project, Luz. This is a new project. I want you to work. You should work on this type of accessory. Show it to me next time you're here. Yeah, we don't see exactly, it that way. This is exactly how it happens. Yeah, like, but it's a you, job. Now it's a job. Yeah. Did you make it, a backpack? No. Okay. So then they go next six months. Do you make a backpack? No, yet. Now I'll make it for you next time. Yes. Now you made a commitment. Yeah. So now I make a backpack. Yeah. Um, but yes, a lot of the product comes from those events. Those yes. are our bosses. At the beginning, I'm like, I used to say, I'm not running my brand based on what they want. Like, meaning like, I'm not going to let my clients run my business. Yes. But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> your clients run your business. <laughs> yes. Your customers are your bosses. So yes. you have to take that as precious information. So... So when people tell you get a job, it's just like you have like 20 jobs. Like it's just very difficult for people to understand that this is a job, that this is not one job, actually, that this is 20 jobs merged into one. Yeah, we we have the boss job, the assistant job, the 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 bathroom cleaner job. The intern, we do every job, we do every single thing. So it is a job. So when people tell you go get a job, when are you going to get a real job? Just be super proud of telling them, like, you know what? I have a job. <laughs> I have my dream job. Which I is have even my better. dream job. Yeah. yeah. That just actually, but make sure it is your dream job. Make sure that you're not living somebody else's dream. Make sure it's your dream because, and you'll know it's your dream when you can work seven days a week for 15 hours a day 
and you are super happy and you don't think it's a job. That's when you know it's your dream and nobody else's dream. I have a giant smile on my face just thinking of the idea of having 10 days in a row working on my own brand. I'm <laughs> such a nerd. <laughs> yes. Well, do you love your job? I love my job. It is a super awesome job. I have no complaints about it. And honestly, yeah, I don't think about it that way. I don't think about it as as a job. It's just my passion. And the only people that remind me is a job is maybe like Uber drivers when they ask me what I yeah. do. And I tell them first, like, wow, that must be so cool. Like, they think I'm like living the most luxurious life. I design jewelry. I have my own brand. They picture me in a yacht in the marina. And then you're like, dude, I was answering customer service emails at 2.35 a.m. last night. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's the people that make me think of how much I work. But when I am answering a customer service email, I don't think of like, I just want that person to be happy and I'll do whatever I can for them. So they think it's not good, but I think it's amazing. Nice. I think I have a dream job too. Yes. I have a, now that we have a podcast, we have another job. That we have another job. Yeah, this is exactly. This is our eighth job. Yeah. We added another responsibility. With no salary raise. That's right. Just like, get, just like get... all the other people that have <laughs> other jobs. You get more responsibilities for the same pay. Yes. And now you are our bosses because you can uh, DM us to uh, We Are All Smith for, uh, for me and at casupo.co for Luz. And you can DM us what topics you want to see on the podcast. You will be our boss. <laughs> yes. And you can also contact Toki on his Instagram account at 2.30 in the morning because he will respond. You already know that I will respond. I actually, I, I'll respond at 5, 6 a.m. when I wake up, but you'll be the first in line <laughs> to nice. my response. Uh, but yeah, send us your ideas. What topics about your business? What topics about our business? What questions you might, uh, you might have about our own business? Uh, what questions about spirituality, about how you align your spiritual life with a busy work life? How do you fit in? Uh, that should be a topic for an next episode. How do we fit in being spiritual, being centered when we're working 15 hours a day? All right. How do, how do, that's our ninth episode. Stay tuned for that one. It will be coming up very soon. Thank you so much, Toki. Thank you so much, Luz. It's a pleasure to be your co-host. All right. This is Staples and Potatoes, Talk episode eight. Yes. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>